Hello, South Rons. It is y'all, and we're back here for another two-hour journey across the Southland. I'm your host, John Rawl. If you want to connect to us, our 24-7, our, our number is available, and you can call right now anytime you feel like it. 803-816-1170. If you don't want to call, you want to text us. We welcome that feedback as well. 803-816-1170. You can find us on our website, y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. We're also available on a couple of different apps, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and Apple Podcasts. Simply search for Y'all Show, and we're right there. Beautiful red logo staring you right in the face. All you got to do is hit like or subscribe. It's free, and you'll be set to hear the Y'all Show each and every day. And that's in addition to the great radio stations across the Southland that carry the Y'all Show. And we're glad to have you aboard as we're going to have these next two hours together as we've got headlines from across the southeast we'll tell you about we'll tell you a little bit about some of the flu deaths going on in arkansas we just told you on tuesdays y'all about this outbreak we're seeing in a bunch of southern states well it's getting to be very deadly in the natural state we'll let you know about that plus in our headlines today we got some southern rock news to tell you about including leonard skinner's going to be on their final tour and they just released a bunch of dates across dixie and i'll let you know in 2020 where you can go see skinner one more time all that coming up in today's headlines of the southland and before the hour's up we'll have our friend jonathan lifeite of cbs sports digital and the 24 7 sports network make a visit and he's going to let us know about this weekend's acc championship game featuring the number three clemson tigers and they'll be taking on the virginia cavaliers as the who's will be in charlotte for the first time ever in an acc football championship game it ought to be a good one it'll also be a bunch of orange (laughs) in charlotte at bank of america stadium all that coming up here in hour number one plus we'll give you the quick update on what's going on with acc basketball now, in hour two of today's Y'all Show, we've got hashtag Hope Lose, some good stuff we found on social media to share with you, including a celebrity connection. Once again, we'll let you know what that is later in the show. And then we'll go right back to Nashville, Music City, USA. And Precious Harris has her latest Nashville music line that she's going to file with us. And that comes your way in hour number two. All that right here on the show that's all about the South. Y'all, reminder, come Thursday, we'll have our SEC spotlight. We'll take a look at this weekend's SEC championship game between the Georgia Bulldogs and the LSU Tigers. We've got a special guest lined up coming your way for that spotlight. Plus, on Friday's show, we'll have the Y'all Kickoff Show, where we'll walk through all of the different conference championship games going on. So all of that right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern accent all right back to our headlines and back to what we were saying about arkansas as deaths from the flu in arkansas have now climbed to six as the arkansas department of health's flu report for this last week came out and for week 48 arkansas reported local activity to the centers for disease control and prevention for geographical spread of influenza and moderate or seven out of ten for ili intensity And yes, we know now six deaths in the state of Arkansas at about 3.3% of patients visiting emergency rooms last week were there for ILI or syndromic surveillance. About 3.9% of outpatient visits were for ILI, ILI net sentinel providers. Some of this getting a little bit, I know, a little bit medical for you there. But among flu antigen tests this season that can distinguish between influenza A and B virus types, 59% were influenza A, 41% were influenza 
B. So A is out in front right now, 59%. Again, go get your flu shot. It can't hurt. It can only help. But six deaths only in the state of Arkansas. We know other states have had deaths too. It's going to be a nasty flu season. It's already affecting even the NFL. Remember this past weekend, if you were up on the Sunday football games, the Patriots played in Houston. They lost that game, by the way. But the New England Patriots had to actually fly two different planes of players to Houston from Boston because they had one plane set aside for those who had flu-like symptoms or had the flu. And the Patriots lost that game. So that's all the way up in Beantown. They're having issues with the flu. We got to be careful right here in Dixie with the flu as well. But again, Arkansas already six deaths from the flu in 2019. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is in the news. He wants to combat the rising debt load engulfing college students by allowing families to use their retirement savings to pay off their loans. As the Republican introduced legislation this week, and this would allow students to dip into these retirement accounts to help pay for college or make monthly debt payments. Under Rand Paul's bill, individuals could take up to $5,250 a year tax and penalty free from their 401k or IRA each year, and their parents could divert thousands more. Right now, Americans collectively owe about $1.5 trillion in student loans, more than twice the total of a decade ago. And these colleges are only getting more and more pricey. Even our public schools are extremely expensive. And so Rand Paul, who does things definitely different, the senator from Kentucky, he's proposing this. And we'll see if this ends up being something that gets signed into law one day. And this would be a good, you'd think something that would get great bipartisan support. Some people just feel like the government all just pay for everything. <laughs> that That's not a good thing. But I'm also of the opinion that if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. Okay. We, that we've got plenty of people out there who never went to college or only went to college partially and turned out to be great. And that's, that's perfectly okay. We don't need to have this stigma of people who don't go to college. Okay, and I'm a guy who went to college, but it's perfectly okay if you don't go to college. Just be a responsible tax-paying citizen, and we're we're all cool with that here in the South. All right, here's somebody who's going to have to, I guess, not count on the White House to pay her bills in the future. Kamala Harris was hoping to be the next president of the United States, and the senator from California ended her presidential campaign on Tuesday. Crickets, everybody, crickets. Really, this is a shock to me. I was watching Fox News Channel on Tuesday. Greg Gutfield, he he really is a jokester most of the time, but he and he and I, at least if he was telling the truth, he and I had the same belief. I thought Kamala Harris was going to get the presidential nomination. I thought she would be the next president, frankly. Uh, that's not what I wanted. It's just what I assumed. I assumed she would be able to get the Democratic nomination for president because I felt like she had a bunch of boxes checked. And isn't that what Democratic politics is all about? All the boxes you can check. And she checked a bunch of them. And I really felt like she was going to emerge as the nominee for the Democrats in 2020. But because she just just didn't, I guess, <laughs> she didn't check the box that mattered. And that was the box of excitement. She didn't check the box of raising a bunch of money. I don't think she even raised $10 million in the eight to nine months that she was in the race as she launched her campaign way back in january in front of twenty thousand people in oakland and that was quite a start and when i saw that and i know how the the nomination process works for republicans and democrats alike and i know how big a deal south carolina is i felt like that 
she was going to do okay in Iowa, but she was going to come into South Carolina and with the heavy black turnout there for the Democratic primary, she was going to win that thing. And guess what? I was wrong. I even told Antoine Seawright, who was on our show a couple of months ago, he's the Democratic strategist. You see him all the time on CBSN and other networks. And I told Mr. Seawright that I thought she was going to win this thing. And I'm Antoine and anybody else out there listening, maybe I just don't know politics like I thought I did. Or, or maybe I don't know Democratic politics. Because I always thought President Trump was the only candidate back in 2016 that could actually win the nomination. That could win the White House, actually. Because I've told people over and over, and I'm not trying to get too political here, but Republicans got tired of losing. They put out a good candidate in 2008, an, an, an Eagle Scout, and John McCain, a war hero, and he couldn't win against a guy named Barack Obama, a one-term senator from Illinois, born in Hawaii, allegedly. <laughs> and he couldn't win. But again, that was a tough race to win because George W. Bush had really not done a very good job in his two terms in office. So that was a tough one for Republicans to defend that that one. So, okay, they lost in 2008. 2012 comes. It was an election that Republicans should certainly have won. And Romney, an Eagle Scout, just like me, another Eagle Scout, he should have won that one. And he didn't. He almost kind of retired in the last month of the campaign and tried to coast that one to a victory. And, and it failed. And Obama was reelected. So Republicans got tired of losing And they knew that they needed to have a candidate that would get people off their butt in places like Ohio, Michigan, and Florida and go vote for whoever the Republican candidate was. And Donald J. Trump had that kind of pizzazz to make people go out and vote for him. And I don't know if people would have gone out and voted for a Ted Cruz or a Marco Rubio or any of the other candidates that were up there on the stage Four years ago, it seems like an eternity, but it was only four years ago, Republicans were, were Democrats all right now, trying to choose a nominee. But we now know that stage will not have Kamala Harris, the Jamaican slash Indian American, as part of the 2020 campaign for president. Now, back to the state of Florida we go, and a woman there faked uh, an emergency, a medical emergency in the flight she was on ended up having to go back to the airport and this happened around pensacola as this woman demanded a larger seat on an american airlines flight ended up being taken into custody after faking a medical condition that prompted the pilot to head back to the airport there as flight crews summon authorities once the miami bound flight arrived back in pensacola at the end of last week a spokesperson with the pensacola police says the plane was evacuated when the woman refused to deplane Authorities and the plane's pilot eventually succeeded in removing the woman. Police say taken into custody under Florida's Baker Act, which allows authorities to hold a person who could pose a threat to themselves or others. Luckily for everybody else on the plane, the flight returned around shortly after takeoff and there were no injuries. The carrier's website says the flight resumed its journey to Miami at 730 in the morning. So you people got up early in Pensacola to catch this flight and this person caused such a problem. <laughs> Knuckleheads knuckleheads in the panhandle of florida come on now we we don't need that in the panhandle 
Cairo, Georgia we go, home of the syrup makers, just north of Tallahassee. And there in Cairo, the police chief has been arrested on theft charges as the Georgia Bureau of Investigations released a statement that Cairo Police Chief Keith Sondifer has been arrested. This according to District Attorney Joe Mulholland. And he's asked the GBI to look into a report of possible criminal activity by the chief. As the GBI said, its investigators determined that the chief had allegedly purchased property and charged it to the city. The property, which was given to the people the chief knows, has been recovered by the GBI. So there in southwest Georgia, Cairo, the town, the police chief there is arrested on theft charges. Not what you want from your leaders of your town and i was just in cairo for the first time a couple of months ago lovely place pretty big town only about 30 minutes north of tallahassee is where you'll find cairo georgia now to west virginia and a weird and unfortunate story coming out of the mountain state a corrections officer of west virginia now facing 600 plus sex crimes and he's in a whole lot of trouble as salem resident james edward kane is facing more than 600 counts of alleged sex crimes involving a juvenile girl, and he's waived his right to a preliminary hearing. He did this on Monday. He was arrested November 13th and charged with 626 sex charges, alleging he continually assaulted and abused this young girl over a period of years. During an appearance before the court on November 18th, Mr. Kane agreed to waive his right to a speedy hearing in order to counsel to be appointed and was taken back to jail. He's currently being held on a $600,000 bail, but that's a lot of charges, 600 plus for a corrections officer. So we went from a Cairo, Georgia police chief being charged with theft to a West Virginia corrections officer facing over 600 sex crimes charges. Oh, oh, man. Okay, to Middle Tennessee we go. And in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, this week we had a man walk into the Chick-fil-A there in that lovely place in Middle Tennessee. He went into the Chick-fil-A to get him a sandwich, and guess what? He left his gun. He left his loaded gun in a bathroom stall. As Franklin police received calls from a restaurant, this Chick-fil-A saying someone had discovered the weapon on Friday of last week, and they went in to find the gun. The owner of the gun called and said that he forgot the gun in the stall. Well, thank you for calling, but a little bit too late now that someone found this loaded gun in the bathroom stall of the Chick-fil-A. And before we go to break, can I just, uh, we love Chick-fil-A. If we're a Southerner, we love our Chick-fil-A, right? Yes. But is it me, or do y'all kind of get a little bit, I guess, uh, worked up over Chick-fil-A's bathrooms? That's the one area they could really improve on. They've got that weird sanitizer slash soap thing on the wall. And honestly, most Chick-fil-A's I go into, the bathroom has a, a very weird odor. I don't know what, what kind of product they're using in there, but it's some kind of thing to, I guess, try to help things out. I think Chick-fil-A needs to go learn a lesson on bathrooms from their fellow Georgia chicken company. And that would be Zaxby's. Zaxby's has great bathrooms. If you ever are in need of a number one or number two break, <laughs> check out Zaxby's. I promise you, they're a lot better than Chick-fil-A. Yes, they are. And they don't, to most of, my, of them I've been to don't have other silly, silly things that only come on with motion detector. Water, the water only comes on with motion or the paper towel things. They're old school from the ones that I've been into. You actually have to use a little force and get the water out, but it doesn't cut off after three seconds. 
That's just my great bathroom observation to share with all y'all here on the Y'all Show. After the break, stay with us because we are going to come back and tell you about how a bald eagle smashed into the window of a tax office in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Plus, we've got some Southern Rock news to tell you about. All that coming up right after this timeout. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. April 15th will be here before you know it. I know we still get how to get through the month of December and enjoy December 25th, but yes, Tax Day will be here just uh, around the corner, really. And in honor of Tax Day, we have this story as in a tax preparation office in the Commonwealth of Virginia, a bald eagle, it crashed into the window of this office and a Apparently flew off without serious injuries. That's great news there. As the H&R Block office in Norfolk, a bald eagle struck a window there, leaving a hole nearly three feet wide and scattered glass shards over the office floor. A person who runs a nearby office says they were on the phone when he saw what he thought looked like a stuffed animal. But the office is closed until tax season. So I guess it was just a vacant office there. And this bald eagle crashed into the window and then flew off. But man, these beasts, and I mean in a positive way, these beautiful beasts, the bald eagles we have across the country, especially here in the South, 
are massive and amazing to hear that one was right there in a pretty big town norfolk virginia and crashing into an h and r block office but luckily flew away we hope perfectly fine and and will be a beautiful sight there along the tide water how about some southern rock stories for you here on the y'all show a music studio in macon georgia capricorn sound studios which helped propel the almond brothers and other groups to stardoms in the 1970s this studio is going to be revived in macon georgia as studio a is reopening this week after years of work by mercer university go bears and other supporters to restore and equip it with state-of-the-art technology the president of mercer is william underwood and he said it's a place that spawned a decade of remarkable creative activity and so right there in central georgia you can go check out capricorn's historic studio a and tour this thing and, and i guess they'll have recording sessions there southern rock one of the great towns of southern rock is macon georgia macon along with muscle shoals of course nashville and jacksonville florida some of your your best of southern rock towns and good to know that after all these years you got capricorn and the great the great history the musicology that came out of that with the almond brothers and more having this studio available for people to see in central georgia now maybe the godfathers the 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 quintessential southern rockers Leonard Skinner. Skinner, heck yeah, right? Well, Leonard Skinner has announced the 2020 Last of the Street Survivors Farewell Tour. Yes, Leonard Skinner, which of course stormed on the scene back in the 1960s and up until the 70s, they were very active out of their native Jacksonville, Florida, with members like Johnny Van Zant and more in Ronnie Van Zant. They had that awful 1977 plane crash in Mississippi that killed Ronnie Van Zant as well as backup singer Cassie Gaines. And they've had so many great songs through the years, from Sweet Home Alabama to these songs that we know so well, like Free Bird and more. Well, they are going to be on this, what they call their farewell tour. And they just announced all these dates coming up. And here are a list of some places in the South that you might want to be writing down and going to check out the singer of songs like Sweet Home Alabama, Free Bird, and Give Me Three Steps, Simple Man, and more. March 7th in Savannah, they'll be playing at the Martin Luther King Jr. Arena. Didn't know they had that there in Savannah, but that's the name of it, and that's where they'll be playing March 7th. Plant City, Florida, they'll be part of the Strawberry Festival. They'll be back in the South March 20th at Bank Corp South Arena in Tupelo, as they'll be playing there in Northeast Mississippi. Bossier City, Louisiana, they'll be there March 21st. Back in the South on May 1st in Knoxville at Thompson Bowling Arena, home of the Basketball Vols. Charlotte, North Carolina at the Epicenter Festival May 2nd. Pikeville, Kentucky, Appalachian Wireless Arena May 8th is the date for that. And the last date I see scheduled for their tour, in the South at least, is August 20th through August 24th in Orlando. Leonard Skinner and Friends Simple Man Jam at Shingle Creek Resort. Some of these dates they have with the Eli Young Band. Some are with Travis Tritt. But it's Leonard Skinner's farewell tour set for 2020. Check it out. The last of the Street Survivors farewell tour. Some good Skinner news here on this Wednesday, y'all show. Reminder, we've got music news coming up in hour two, thanks to Precious Harris. We'll see what she's got to say about Skinner. In Mississippi, hey, they've had some issues in a certain town there with potholes. So you know what? Some good Mississippi ingenuity will do. Residents of Macomb, Mississippi, they're going to have their 
effort to get the potholes resolved with a little Christmas cheer. As residents of Macomb, which is in southwest Mississippi, about 30 minutes north of Hammond, Louisiana, they're decorating the potholes in the neighborhood with holiday cheer as they put these kind of... The orange cones, they've kind of decorated yellow and put Christmas decorations on the potholes. Yes, they are to help show where these potholes are, but they're also spreading Christmas cheer. And probably a little subtle jab at the city of Macomb. Hey, come on out and report. Here, come on out and repair these potholes, for goodness sake. Come on. Don't want to have potholes when it's only going to get worse over the course of the next few months, especially in Macomb. And finally, here in the y'all season that we are in, the y'all tide season, you don't want to become, I know it's yule tide, but we call it y'all tide here on the y'all show. Hey, you don't want to be a porch pirate victim. You know the term porch pirate where people come steal packages from your doorstep and you don't want to be that victim of porch pirates. Well, some simple things to know as we wrap up our headlines here on today's y'all show. Don't be lazy about it. Track your shipments online so you know exactly when packages are set to arrive at your doorstep. Also, require a signature on delivery so that the package is not left at the door. Also, you can consider scheduling your, schedule your pickup for when you will actually be home. Another thing to keep in mind to avoid porch pirates from striking, ask your next-door neighbors to pick it up and hold it for you. And another tip, have the packages sent to your workplace. I know a lot of people do that as long as your employer is cool with it. Something to keep in mind as we want to cut down porch pirates here in the 2019 Yule Tide, or should I say, Y'all Tide. Hey, when we come back, it's ACC Talk with our friend Jonathan Lifeite. We'll find out about this weekend's ACC Championship game in Charlotte. All that ahead on the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Wahoo! Welcome back to the Y'all Show. It is our ACC Spotlight, and Jonathan Lifei is joining us from CBS Sports Digital. Hopefully I didn't sneeze all over you there, Jonathan. No, you didn't sneeze all over me, but but was that something to do with a wahoo? It was. I was giving, in my own special way, a salute to the Virginia Cavaliers as the Hoos are going to the ACC Championship this weekend for the very first time. Congratulations to Coach Bronco Mendenhall and company. They didn't disappoint there at Scott Stadium. They got the big Friday after Thanksgiving victory 39-30 over their rivals from Blacksburg. Yeah, and not only did they win the Coastal, they also probably might have been even a little more important to them. They ended a 15-year losing streak uh, to uh, to the Virginia Tech Hokies. So, uh, big time uh, celebration in the, over the over Thanksgiving holidays for the Hoos. Um, I bet some of them are just now starting to sober up after that weekend. Well, they better sober up quick because they'll be in their very first ACC championship game as the Hoos are going to take on the number three Clemson Tigers at Bank of America Stadium. We've got a lot more to say about that particular game as we get ready for the championship game in our preview coming up in just a few moments. But first, hey, they'll be taking on a very good Clemson Tiger team. Clemson, no problem with the Gamecocks last weekend in Columbia, 38 Three Clemson destroys South Carolina. Georgia destroyed Georgia Tech fifty-two to seven. A game that was rather close in the first half. Georgia shut down the Jackets in the second half. Florida destroyed Florida State forty to seventeen. It was Kentucky destroying Louisville forty-five thirteen. The Wildcats defeat the Cards. Syracuse embarrassed Wake Forest in overtime, at least. And Jonathan, I know when I saw that score the other day, 39-30, I was like, how do you win by nine points in an overtime game? And then I found out how they did it. Did you see that final play? I actually did not see the final play. So uh, why don't you uh, tell us all about it? Well, the Q's, I guess that's what they call themselves at times. The Q's kicked the field goal in the first period of overtime. This was a game that was tied at 30 heading into the overtime period. So Syracuse, just like you have to do, you have to get the ball uh, you're, first. You're talking You're talking about, uh, I thought you were talking about Virginia Tech. Virginia, that was 39-30. Oh, you're talking about the overtime game. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm Sorry. talking, was there two 39-30 games this past weekend? 
There sure was. That's how that was the score of the Virginia <laughs> Virginia Tech game as well. Well, this this one in in Syracuse was a little bit more dramatic, okay? Because it was actually an overtime period here in this one, and the Syracuse offense went on offense first, got a three point field goal. So that's where you have to defend, and if you you uh, hopefully keep them from getting a touchdown, so you don't lose. At worst, you let them have a field goal, then you go on to another second period, or maybe you stop them. Well, they got the field goal to go up by three in the first overtime period. So Wake Forest, which has been a very good team this year, they're going to a bowl game. Wake gets the ball on offense, and they ended up having a turnover there in that overtime. And the Syracuse football team returned that all the way back, not for a two-point conversion, but for a touchdown, because this was not a PAT. Remember, on PATs, I guess it's a two-point point you get. That is- yeah, that is correct. Well, this was overtime, so they got the six points for scoring the touchdown, and they got a nine-point victory there over Wake Forest. So I haven't seen that one before. BC, go ahead. I was going to say I hadn't either. And normally if you uh, clinch the victory as soon as you got the ball, you just take a knee and be done with it. Well, that's what everybody was sitting there like myself. Like, is he he just going to go down to make it official? No, he had to go (laughs) spike the ball in the end zone, you could say. 39-30, the Q's wins over Wake Forest. Boston College 26-19. More on that victory for the Eagles in a second. Duke defeated Miami 27-17 in an ugly weather game. A lot of rain on Saturday over the weekend. And UNC, they embarrassed the Wolfpack 41-10 at Carter-Finley Stadium. And the Wolfpack are done. North Carolina goes on to a bowl game. Jonathan, your rivalry weekend summation of the ACC. Uh, A whole lot of mediocre play by the ACC with with the normal exception of, as it's been all season, Clemson. Uh, they pretty much, uh, the, the ACC, SEC, uh, uh, matchups went heavily to the SEC this year. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, they, they weren't even close. None of the games were close, uh, including the Clemson game. So it's just like it was a blowout or, uh, one way or the other. Yeah. So but that was the big thing. And then, as you mentioned, uh, uh, the the whole the, the Duke Miami, uh, game was really ugly and, uh, I just, Really surprised at how Miami uh, played this season under first-year coach Manny Diaz. Not a not a good year for them. Well, it was a, a much-needed win for David Cutcliffe to go off to the off-season. But we do know after this win by Virginia on Friday after Thanksgiving, they'll be in the ACC championship for the first time ever. And that completes the triumvirate, which it's actually a triumvirate times two plus one, as it's now official. Every Coastal Division member has gone to the ACC championship. Yeah, I believe that would be the uh, sextumvirate or something like that. But yeah, in the last seven years, there have been seven different Coastal champions Every single team uh, in the last seven years has now represented in the in the, in the championship game. If that isn't uh, uh, if that isn't the definition of parity, I don't know what is. But uh, very very uh, strange goings on there. I believe if you went back and looked at the first uh, roughly ten years or so of that, I think it was pretty much everybody it was Georgia Tech and Duke. I mean, excuse me, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. I think Duke had one one appearance in there somewhere, but by and large, it was those two teams. And now we go uh, in the last seven years, and it's been every single one of them. Yeah, and what's amazing that in this seven-year period, you haven't had a repeat yet. It's been one team after another team after another team. And this year, the lucky winner, 
the Virginia Cavaliers. Again, we'll talk more about that matchup in a second with Jonathan Leifheit. We know from the conclusion of last week's game, there's already been at least one firing within the ACC as Coach Adazio has been dismissed at Chestnut Hill. He will no longer be the coach of the Boston College Eagles. Jonathan, we talked before that we thought he would be able to survive. What happened there? Yeah, well, I think they just finally, uh, we, I thought he was kind of on the, you know, borderline on the hot seat, but, uh, apparently he was further on the hot seat than I thought. But, uh, Boston College did get bowl eligible on Saturday. So it was kind of a curious deal. I guess they had already made their minds up prior to Saturday or else, you know, I, you wouldn't have seen the firing happen when it did. So, um, but, you know, Boston College hasn't been, has really hasn't been the same since Matt Ryan left. And uh, they had a pretty good run for like 2004 to 2008. But since then, it's been one mediocre year after another or or even a poor year. You know, you had uh, Frank Spaziani years, and uh, he didn't do so well there either. Well, we call what happened Black Monday. A lot of coaches were dismissed on Monday of this week in college football. A few even jumped the gun and got fired before Monday. Do you think Adazio is going to be the only coach from the ACC that will not be back in 2020? Well, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's the case. I mean, he was the, you know, it, it, you look at, uh, if you go down the Atlantic side, uh, there's really nobody else. Uh, they've already said Dave Doran will be returning at NC State. He's one that had a, had a bad year. Dino Babers is fresh, you know, last year had a 10 win season. He's not going anywhere. Uh, nobody on the uh, coastal side, you know, Manny Diaz is going to be on the hot seat heading into next year. Um, already. And uh, of course, uh, we already had Florida State firing Taggart earlier this year. So I think that pretty much, uh, you know, most of the, pl- the teams either had a good season last year and gonna, they're going to continue to kind of, they'll get a little, little cushion or they're, you know, early on first year coaches. So, it, you know, you got Collins at Georgia Tech, Diaz at Miami, you got Satterfield at, uh, at, uh, uh Louisville. Uh, those are all first year. Matt Brown at UNC. Uh, none of them are going anywhere uh, next year. Uh, Justin Fuente, you know, they put together a good enough run to save to keep his job pretty safe uh, for another year. Um, so I just don't see anybody else uh, at this point going anywhere, as far as I can tell. But currently, we have two openings in the ACC, as you have Adazio at BC and the FSU position still is open. That is correct, and I think that's the way it'll stay. All right. We should- you mentioned Dave Doran's going to be able to hold on in Raleigh after a disastrous 2019 season. Well, some changes are going to happen for the pack as assistant coach, the defensive coordinator there for NC State. Dave Doran has decided to relieve Dave Huxtable of his duties at NC State. He'd been the coordinator since 2013, and he was let go on Black Monday. Do you see that being a, a positive for NC State going forward? Well, uh, probably is. I, I will tell you that um, I've watched, uh, Dave Huxtable defense in the, in the past at Georgia Tech and, uh, was none too impressed. So I think I, I never have been that impressed with him as a, as a defensive coordinator. So as far as I'm concerned, it will give them an opportunity to upgrade. That doesn't necessarily mean they will upgrade, but it'll at least pr- provide them the opportunity to upgrade. 
The ACC announced the All-ACC team this week. First team offense, no surprise, quarterback Trevor Lawrence of the Clemson Tigers. Travis Etienne of Clemson also on this first team offense at a running back position. BC's A.J. Dillon, the other running back. Couple of wide receivers, Sage Serrata, Wake Forest, T. Higgins of Clemson, and Tutu Atwell of Louisville's on the team. Brevin Jordan of Miami, Joe Reed's on there, as well as Tremaine Ankrum of Clemson, McKay Becton of Louisville, John Simpson of Clemson, John Phillips of Boston College, and Jimmy Morrissey of the Pitt Panthers on first-team offense. Jonathan Leifite, 247sports.com, is with us. The first-team defense for the ACC. The ACC honors coming in this week. Gregory Rosso of Miami's on there, as well as Carlos Basham of Wake Forest, Jalen Twyman of Pitt, Marvin Wilson of FSU, Isaiah Simmons of the Clemson Tigers, first-team defense, Chaz Surratt of North Carolina, Shaquille Quarterman of the Miami Hurricanes, Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech, A.J. Terrell of Clemson's on there, as well as safety Paris Ford of Pitt, and another safety Tanner Muse of Clemson. Your specialists include Nick Scabia of Wake Forest, Sterling Hoffricker of Syracuse, and you also have Joe Reed of Virginia, a specialist on the all-ACC team. Jonathan, I didn't see a single yellow jacket on that team, and there may have been some other omissions. Yeah, uh, you know, they did that, uh, the yellow jackets to get four on the uh, honorable mention area. Um, but, uh, yeah, not surprisingly, uh, the list is heavily dominated by Clemson. I think what was their total for the whole list was something like 16 players that, that made it. I think we um, call it a bunch. Yeah, a bunch. Uh, I think the other surprising thing was the number of players on, uh, Wake Forest that actually, uh, managed to make it. I think they set a school record for the number of, uh, all ACC, uh, um, honorees, uh, for, for, for their program. So, uh, congratulations to them. Uh, that's, you know, a program that traditionally hasn't done, that great on the football field and, and to see them put as many in the in the postseason honors as they did was a was a i think a pretty refreshing uh pretty refreshing thing well things are going well for the clemson tigers as they are back in charlotte for another acc title berth and all indications are they should win that one and go on and play in the college football playoff but jonathan of course virginia may have something to say about it and i know you were kind of a a newbie to the acc when georgia tech entered acc play in the early 80s is that right yeah, I was a newbie, uh, you could say. I, I had just started pulling for the Jackets probably around 1984. Georgia Tech's first season in the ACC uh, for football uh, was 1983, as I recall. Um, uh, so uh, I, that's that's when I started pulling for them. Yeah. Well, you may have forgotten this, but I bet you you haven't because you are Mr. ACC. I think it was at least 30 straight times Clemson defeated Virginia in ACC play when they first got together in the conference in the 50s. It wasn't until somewhere around 1990 that Virginia finally beat Clemson. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, actually, it was 29 straight. Okay, 29 straight. And uh, you're you're correct. And then in uh, in 1989 was the last was the last game in that streak. And then in 1990, um, they actually beat them. I believe it was a score of 29 to 28, which was kind of ironic given the. Uh, uh, the 29 game win win streak and uh frank howard used to actually uh coach at longtime legendary coach at, at clemson used to refer to to uh to the virginia team as white meat for his tigers okay. so, it was kind of funny well of course that 1990 season virginia w- went to number one in the poll after they beat clemson but a team called georgia tech got the best of them there in charlottesville and tech went on to be a champion of the ncaa season that year 
But enough about Georgia Tech and Virginia. Let's talk about Clemson some more, Jonathan. They need the publicity. And yeah. <laughs> on t- on Tuesday, Dabo Sweeney got asked about the comments a certain SEC network host had said about him earlier on a Get Up program on ESPN as Paul Feinbaum called Dabo Sweeney the most annoying winner in all of sports. And Dabo wouldn't have any of it as he had something to say about it at his press conference on Tuesday. He actually uh, paid uh, Feinbaum some backhanded compliments. I heard the way I kind of looked at it. It was kind of funny. Uh, Dabo's uh, response to that was uh, was pretty good. Uh, he basically said, yeah, he's good at his job. I like listening to him. And, and uh, I, I think Dabo does because he probably uses that to find motivation for his team. Well, again, on Tuesday, Paul Feinbaum was rather active, not against just Dabo Sweeney being a bad winner, but against Nick Saban, pretty much saying that the dynasty in Alabama is coming to an end, is what he tried to say to the viewers of ESPN. But Dabo, again, that backhanded compliment to Feinbaum. And did you hear what Dabo said in the locker room after their big win at Williams-Brice Stadium on Saturday? He pretty much said that Clemson cannot have any losses. Yeah, he did, and 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 you know he's he's probably right. I mean, Clemson gets probably an unfair shake on their schedule. It's not like a, right now the ACC isn't the great as good as they have been, but you know they're still playing a, a pretty tough schedule, and and they're winning all their games pretty handily. So, um, but he's right. You know, you know you look at a team like Georgia that loses to South Carolina, and they're still in the conversation. Had that happened to Clemson. We would not be talking about them being number three. They would, to his point, they would be down probably in the teens somewhere. Um, and uh, so there's a little bit of a double standard going on for them versus some of the others. And, and I get where he's coming from on that. I think his, his sentiment to the press in Columbia after the win over of the Gamecocks was, if we lose, we, we go down to like number 20 or 30 in the poll, not one or two spots like we've seen some of these other teams do recently clemson by the way cannot lose this weekend they'll be back at bank of america stadium trying to defend their acc title jonathan what is it five straight years clemson's won the acc and gone on to play for a national championship uh yeah i believe you're right i believe it was 2015 was the first year so 15 16 17 18 and 19 would be five straight i will take back what i said you actually can count so congratulations <laughs> oh, i have a slide rule i know how to use it uh, i'm just kidding with you sir mr engineer and a hell of yeah. a, and a hell of an engineer at that all right virginia clemson it's it's going to be a 7 30 charlotte time kick on abc what will the wahoos have to do to make this game even close uh poison the clemson team's food Okay, well, there are flu bugs going around this week, so there's a chance Clemson could get the flu bug. Yeah, I think that's their best shot right now. All right, so you're not giving Bronco Mendenhall's boys much of a chance in this one? No, I'm not. They're they're a decent squad, and they're certainly uh, the best of a of a you know mediocre bunch in the coastal. But they're not going to be much match for Clemson. And Clemson's playing with a pretty big purpose right now. They feel disrespected, uh, and they want to show the the voters that they're worthy of a a higher ranking than three. And uh, they probably are, you know probably are. They probably should be number two, number one. Well, our memories don't. Me. Our memory doesn't have to be all that great, Jonathan. We know if you watch college football, what the 2018 version of Clemson did in the postseason. Is this team this year better than that team? Uh, I actually think it, it is better. Um, Trevor Lawrence has, has, has improved. Um, he had a kind of a rocky start to the year, but he has been playing well. 
if you look at them statistically, I believe their defense is number two in the country and their offense is like number three. I mean, how much, uh, how much more balanced and, 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 and good can you be than, than what they're doing? So I, I do think Clemson is, is probably a little better than they were last year. Now, does that guarantee them a, a win in the national championship? No, it doesn't because, you know, on any given day, you may or may not play better and, and somebody may put together the perfect game. So it still requires a little bit of luck and, and whatnot. But I, I do think this team is, is, has the potential to be, uh, to be better than, than last year. Should be a great evening of football in Mecklenburg County between the Hoos and the Clemson Tigers. Jonathan, that's our ACC championship game, and we will be right back here next week with you to break it all down and walk through where all of the ACC teams will be going bowling in 2019 and in 2020. Thank you, and have a great ACC championship weekend. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. All right, Mr. Lifeite. When we come back in hour two, we'll have hashtag hullabaloo to get us going, and then we'll switch over to music talk. Our friend Precious Harris will be standing by on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, and we'll find out what all the stars are doing here in the days before Christmas. That's all ahead in hour two of this, The Y'all Show, with your host, John Rawl. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Get you a big old glass of sweet tea and sit back and relax for the next hour. It's the second hour of today's Y'all Show. 
I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here. Our good friend along Music Row will be joining us in the next segment. Precious Harris has all the news and gossip, more importantly, coming from Nashville, Music City, U.S. of A. All that in the next segment. Hey, if you want to connect to us, we welcome that feedback. Our text line, our phone line, it's 803-816-1170. Welcome anything you got to say here on the Y'all Show. And again, thank you for those of you who listen to us on our great radio affiliates across the South, or if you are listening to us on our podcast edition, whether you're listening to it via y'all.com or you're getting us on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or the TuneIn Radio app. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every day, the show that's all about the South. Well, right now, as we begin the second half of this Y'all show for Wednesday, this is what we have, and this is what we call... Hashtag Hullabaloo, where we dive right into social media and we find informative, oftentimes entertaining, oftentimes, and sometimes just the ridiculous stuff out there. And what we do is we put it through our intense filtering system and we sh- we kind of sift through it all and we kind of spit it out right here for you to digest. Take it however you want. It's the Y'all Show Hashtag Hullabaloo. And right now, we're going to go to Twitter, and Wendy McAllister is on Twitter, at Ivan Tiva Yana. I have no idea what that means, but her name is Wendy McAllister. And she writes on Twitter, Southern Breeze, Myrtle Beach. And then she's got a link, and I'm trying to decipher what this is. It, it is a reminder, and I think she put this out there on Monday. Remember, Monday was Cyber Monday. And a lot of places, including in Myrtle Beach or other places in the South, offer really cool vacation packages online. And I'm I'm raising my hand. I was a sucker about five years ago, and and I'm smiling because it was I think a really good deal. I signed up for a Cyber Monday event that was part of a vacation thing to the Wild Dunes Resort in South Carolina, and it was about a third of the price if we signed up on Cyber Monday as opposed to any other day the catch was you had to go there i think it was before easter so it was rather cool on the coast of south carolina however without that deal i probably would never have gone because i'm not going to spend thousands that's with an s on the end me personally i'm not going to spend thousands of dollars for a week at a resort when i could go find a place a few miles away and do it for a thousand dollars i mean i'm i don't mind spending money i just think some of that stuff gets ridiculous especially in the middle of the summer in places like destin florida where the same property if you were there two months earlier was a third of the price i like the beach but i don't like it that much i'm i'm not wanting to blow a couple extra thousand dollars just because i have to be there right in the middle of july i'll go to the beach i'll be happy to go to the beach in may or i've been to it in october and had a great time and didn't have any issues with the water and i heck i took a dive in the beach in charleston just a couple of weeks ago and had a great time perfect water perfect perfect i don't think that's always the case on the atlantic side of our region but it was in early october a great great experience there so maybe if you haven't taken advantage of some of the cyber monday deals some of them might still be out there for a few more days you might want to check out and let me remind you i'm i'm going to defend the atlantic coast of our region 
a lot of people, especially, let's say, Atlanta West, Knoxville West, you don't think of the Atlantic Coast beaches often. Most people, from my limited experience, and it ain't that limited, I've lived in the central time zone most of my adult life, okay? And out of that central time zone, the amount of people, and I'm talking Nashville, I'm talking Alabama, Mississippi, and other areas of the central time zone, hardly anybody goes on vacation to the Atlantic coast. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking Tybee, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm going to throw out there the Jacksonville area, Daytona Beach. Most everybody's central time, go, they, they go down to the Gulf Coast. And that's a lovely place. Don't get me wrong. But the Atlantic beaches are really cool as well. And we're talking North Carolina all the way to Florida. There's a lot of good options. And from a time standpoint, a lot of you in the central time can be on those Atlantic beaches maybe even quicker than you can be all the way down to Florida, especially the further north you go. It's not but about five hours, I think, maybe from Knoxville to the closest beach might be somewhere around Wilmington, North Carolina. I might be a little bit off on that, but it's still quite a haul. No matter if you're above, let's say, Atlanta or Birmingham, it's it's a haul no matter where you are in the south. Above Jackson, Mississippi, you can't go to Mississippi for beaches. Mississippi really got the short end of the deal when it came to great beaches. So did Alabama. I would say Orange Beach is nice, but you only have like two choices in Alabama. Florida got really lucky. Let's just be honest. The, the the map makers were very kind to the Sunshine State. So my point is, hey, maybe you got a little extra money. Go to the Gulf Coast. Sure, if you're normally going to the Gulf for a beach vacation, work in an Atlantic Beach visit perhaps soon. I, and, and and just the opposite. If you're listening to us in the Eastern Time Zone and places like the Carolinas or Georgia, and you're always going to Tybee, or you're going to let's say Sea Island, or you go up to the, to the Outer Banks, do something different. Go down to the Gulf Coast. It is amazing down there. I'm all about cross crisscrossing. Let's do something different, y'all. Let's go to our different southern beaches. Luckily, in the south, we pretty much only have one area of great mountains, so we're not fighting that fight when I tell you to go to the Appalachian Mountains. Yes, the Ozarks are somewhat nice, but they don't have the height that the Appalachians have. But mountain visits are more for the fall. And even though we're in the fall now, you should probably already have your plans set. Go ahead and book your Atlantic boat, Atlantic or Gulf Coast. That's our message to you here on the All Show. All right. Away from travel, let's go to Bein Food at B-E-I-N underscore food, a recipe blogger who's obsessed with all things teal and sweet. Recipes are sometimes crazy, often with a crust, and always serve with a slice of life. Ooh, I like this one being underscore food what they write here on hashtag hullabaloo that we're sharing with you a sweet southern cornbread corn cake recipe from the country cook it's moist and sweet and perfect with a bowl of chili and they've got that link there you can go check that out sounds delicious to me especially as our weather gets a little cool getting closer to christmas how about this one served up at the christmas day dinner a sweet southern cornbread corn cake recipe from the country cook thank you being underscore food on twitter for that and everybody scramble over to your phone right now and check that out at the link there from being underscore food on twitter adele critchbaum is on twitter at adele critchbaum a homemaker and a caregiver and 
She writes on Twitter in a response to Shannon Bream of Fox News Channel. You know, the blonde that's on after Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram in the evening. Beautiful lady who, I'll tell you, one of the reasons she's beautiful, she's a beauty queen. She really is. And I'll tell you, if you don't know that story in just a second about Shannon Bream. But Adele writes on Twitter to Shannon, Shannon, love you and your show. Am a Southerner. Y-A apostrophe L-L is spelled Y-A apostrophe L-L. Thanks and God bless. Hashtag Southern. (laughs) Well, Adele, I don't know where you are in the South. You're a proud Southerner and you love Shannon and Fox News Channel and her show that comes on late at night. I think it starts at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on the Fox News Channel. (sighs) Adele, we got to talk. Shannon Bream is right on the spelling of y'all, okay? As she's on Twitter at Shannon Bream, B-R-E-A-M. And she writes, SCOTUS, that is the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS makes moves in two cases aimed at getting access to President Donald Trump's tax returns. I'll update you on the latest announcements at 6 p.m. And then she's got then more at 11 p.m., See y'all soon. And she spells y'all, Shannon Bream, that is, Y apostrophe A-L-L, which is the correct way to spell the name of this show you're listening to, the name of our website. We actually should have it, Y apostrophe A-L-L dot com, but you can't use apostrophes in domain names. Our website is Y-A-L-L dot com, but the correct word is Y apostrophe A-L-L. Domain name, Y-A-L-L, word, Y apostrophe A-L-L. Shannon Bream knows her stuff. Now, how does she know her stuff? Well, she's a beauty queen. That's why. Shannon Bream on Fox News is 48 years young. She'll be turning 49 at the end of this month. She was raised in Florida, born and raised there. She graduated from Liberty University back when it was a lot smaller in the early 90s is when Shannon Bream was there. She went on to Florida State for law school, so she is a FSU law alum. She is the 1990 winner of Miss Virginia. Congratulations. See, she is a beauty queen, I told you. And for all you Atlanta Braves fans who've always wondered, Bream, I wonder if she's kin to Sid Bream, the hero of that early 1990s, I think it was 92, NLCS, the series between the Braves and the Pittsburgh Pirates, that a guy named Sid Bream, who was slower than dirt, had to rush around the bases and score the winning run, and the Atlanta Braves went to the World Series. She is the sister-in-law of Sid Bream. She married Sid's brother. That is who Shannon Bream on Fox News Channel is. Miss Virginia, but a Florida girl by birth, and an FSU alum, and a Liberty Flame alum as well. And if you have, if that's not enough reason to like Shannon Bream, all you good old boys and girls of the South who love a good fish, her name's spelled the same way as the fish, but it ain't Shannon Bream. It's Shannon Bream. And she's on Fox News and, and we appreciate her putting a little y'all in her Twitter profile and Twitter messages out there talking about the Supreme Court of the United States. How about that? Next up is a tweet from Bobby Storm at B-O-B-B-I-S-T-O-R-M. Bobby Storm studied meteorology and geography at Florida International University and is a writer, blogger, and a storm chaser, is Bobby Storm. You have to wonder if they're a storm chaser, if that name is is not really their last name, but we'll, we'll just go with it. Bobby Storm's a good name. Some people have the last name Storm, and that's their birth name. Maybe this is a, a pen name for you, Bobby, but 
regardless we're going to go promote you here go to bobby's website bobbistorm.com to learn more what i do like bobby when bobby's not talking about storms they're talking about peanuts so they put a tweet out this week says when you're traveling and starved they smell look so good we don't drive and shell peanuts in the car no more got a donut don't know what they mean by that hashtag southern girls hashtag memories of childhood hashtag boiled peanuts and what bobby put up on twitter this week is a picture of boiled peanuts on sale and it is not your typical rural grocery store or gas station boiled peanuts this is actually a brand that i've seen before maybe you've seen in your local grocer it's a brand called peanut patch and they have brand this branded peanut available for sale around the region and i'm looking at the the types they have a a a type called original you can get it in the 32 ounce size or you can get the 16 ounce cajun for a dollar 99 at the store that bobby was in and they have their signage up and got to give them props on their creativity they write on the peanut patch sign for the shell of it buy it or something like that hot boiled peanuts from peanut patch but something tells me these are not as fresh as you might find at some of your small country country stores okay this looks a little bit like it might be out of a can but since i have not had the peanut patch brand peanuts i should not cast judgment so peanut patch if you're listening load me up with all kinds of samples and we'll give them out here on the y'all show and we'll let y'all be the judge but you're talking to a guy or you're actually listening to a guy here peanut patch and you the y'all show audience who knows a little bit about peanuts as i grew up i've told you before on a vegetable farm but in the last decade my family has also added peanuts to the plethora to the cornucopia of vegetables that are grown on the family farm and so when i'm back in the area i have plenty of peanuts that i can take back with me the uh, green peanuts and i got to give props to my older brother he has become a master brewer (laughs) that's not really i guess he would be the master boiler master boiler of peanuts as they have a roadside vegetable stand there at the family farm and my oldest brother has become an expert at having this gigantic pot of peanuts percolating throughout the day and in addition to his other duties he makes those peanuts because let's be honest it's not that hard to boil peanuts but you do have to kind of get the thing going and, and make sure they don't overdo it and this thing's about as tall as i am i'm six foot three so it's about a six foot tall pot that sits there and boils and and they sell every single peanut that comes out of that thing up at the uh, roadside stand and they uh they do pretty well so i know now how jimmy carter went from plains georgia to the white house there's some there's some money to be made in the peanut business but in my case my family grows them and then actually boils some and sells in addition to selling to other customers so if you're looking for some good peanuts you don't have to get them from good old georgia there are other southern options out there and in my case south carolina but i know they grow peanuts i know in uh, alabama has a large number of peanut farmers and i think mississippi down around loosedale also has a number of peanut farmers i think i'm sure texans are going to be chiming in hey we got them here in the lone star state hey we got them in arkansas tennessee's got peanuts i'm sure you might i'm just not aware of it but in the meantime if you're really in a really in the mood for hot boiled peanuts check out this brand if you see it in your local grocer 
peanut patch and hit us up on the y'all email address y'all show at y'all.com and tell me what you think give me a couple of stars on how well these peanut patch peanuts really are we love our boiled peanut talk here on the y'all show you know what else we like we like talking to the nut of all nuts on music city and that is precious harris and she's a nut that's so good she's a good nut and she's going to be on to break out all the country music knowledge of what's been going on in music city and she'll be on to do that right after this break on the y'all show with john Rawl. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Well, it's sometimes it's okay to be crazy and a little bit crazy, at least a classic from 1961, without a doubt, from Miss Patsy Klein. Hello, this is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. We've got Precious Harris joining us now for the Nashville Music Line. Precious, the author of I Know Country, with 366 daily country music questions and answers. And this book is the perfect stocking stuffer with Christmas just days away. You can buy and instantly download your copy of I Know Country, the ebook edition of it, at iknowcountry.com. 
Also, Precious is a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists, as well as songwriters. Visit her website, collegeofsongology.com, for more details. You can also follow Precious Harris's blog at nashvillemusicline.com. And each week, we have her Nashville Music Line column posted at y'all.com. And we've got Precious joining us right now. And we're going to talk about Patsy Cline and more with you, Precious. Perfect. Well, you know, I have a little uh, trivia question for you. Well, fire away. You know, what famous country artist or legend wrote Crazy for Puss Patsy? Do I look like I was born earlier today? (laughs) Of course I know that answer, but maybe somebody out there doesn't know. Somebody may be new to country music, so I'll just play dumb, which is pretty hard for me to do, but I'll say (laughs) I have no idea who wrote that song way back in 1961. Who did it? Willie Nelson. Oh, I don't believe you. Willie Nelson's not old enough. Yeah, right. Well, he'll be 84 his birthday or something like that. Wow. But I'm telling you, he's still, I mean, he's still, you know, is getting around. Some uh, A friend of mine said that they saw him during the CMA Awards, and he was pert as ever. He was still having a hard time because just the weather changed. You know, it was so cold that night. And, he, you know, he lives in Hawaii, and he's in 20-degree weather. So the change of weather was not so good for Mr. Nelson at his age, I'm sure. No, it wasn't. But Willie and a whole bunch of other people, by the way, who are legends of country music, most of which sadly have passed on, they're benefiting from this series that came out this year from Ken Burns, Country Music, a film by Ken Burns, as more than 30 million people tuned in to watch this eight-night series. And according to Nielsen Research, it generated 4 million streams on PBS digital platforms and 1.5 million engagements on Facebook and Twitter as this series focused on people like Patsy Klein and you've seen a little boost in crazy sales this year perhaps because of the ken burn series and it just did a really really good job of showcasing the history of country music and where we are today yes 20 years he's been working on this and you can get your dvd set precious i'll go ahead and share my address with you if you want to send the <laughs> dvd set I didn't, I didn't get it on my Christmas list for Santa Claus. Oh, you're just no. so sweet. The DVD set from Ken Burns series, it's available just in time for Christmas, and a lot of people are probably going to get this. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I understand it is on Netflix, I think, and I want to make sure I go in and take my time, and I just need to do the whole binge watch on this thing, maybe over the Christmas holiday, and, and really enjoy it. Everybody who I know saw it, they said it was very, very good. Yes, even if people who are not country music fans have come to me and said, well, now I know why there's people are country music fans, because this was an incredible, incredible showcase of the history on both sides, you know, from the from the, um, you know, from the traditional side, the bluegrass side, how they really got started, the beginning of publishing and things like that. Well, me did and, a wonderful job. Me and Mr. Burns, we need to have a talk because he's he's kind of hit a couple of things I'm really into, including country music with this series. He did a really good series on baseball, which I like country music more than I like baseball. But his series that really got him on the map was the Civil War, and I'm a huge War of Nor- Northern Aggression. I'm a huge buff of that. <laughs> Northern Aggression, you're funny. I'm against yeah. anybody from Kentucky North. They all need to be taken out of the South. How do you? How what are you, you trying to tell? What are you trying to say? Oh, you old border <laughs> state girl. Do you know what the? Do you know the Confederate capital of Kentucky? Do you know where that was? Below the Kentucky state line. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. There, I, I know this because I saw it when I was in this town 25 years ago. They had a historic marker. It was the Confederate capital of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Really? Do you know what town it was? No. Place called Bowling Green. Oh, yes. That little town I used to live in. Yeah, yes. that's why I brought the trivia question. But unfortunately, Precious, we yeah, can't... I was t- trying to play stupid and it didn't work. Well, that's okay. You're you're just our little Precious Precious. And we love you for it. Hey, let's talk about some non-Civil War related issues. And let's talk about a good Georgia boy, Jason Aldean. Before he sets out on his tour, he's heading back to Vegas for a three-night residency as he'll be there just this weekend, actually, at MGM Park Theater. Jason Jason Aldean back in Vegas, of course. This is where, unfortunately, he was part of the Route 91 Harvest Festival. And it was Jason Aldean on stage when that awful murder happened. And 59 people died while he was on stage there. And he's going to be back in Vegas here this weekend for that. What do you know about this happening this weekend? Well, I got to interview him like about six, seven months after the incident. And he was still having a hard time sleeping. Um. Uh, and I do know that he 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 did say he said I, I want to go back to Vegas. There's going to be a time that I'll that is right when it's time for me to go back, and I'll know it. Um, so, like I said, it's been over two years, and it is like he said, it's the time now. They got a really good venue. He wants his the people he's invited everybody who was survivors from that show, and he's kept in contact with them. His management stuff. So a lot of his fan club know what has happened to. 90 percent of them so he's invited them all back and he said for his own peace of mind and he said this a year ago when i interviewed him a year and a half ago that he didn't want his last show in vegas to be the route 91 harvest mm-hmm. festival well again it's not no. las vegas or nevada's fault what happened there in 2017 exactly. and many of the people in that crowd 59 of which gave their life but there were 500 plus wounded in that awful shooting two years ago and many of those were diehard jason aldean fans and so for him to and we understand we understand this was a brutal horrible event for jason and everybody in our country it was a real tragedy luckily precious this was the last tragedy that i'm aware of in this country where you had that kind of loss of life thankfully that was two years ago we haven't had anything quite like that yes and you know we uh, you know we've got all the security at our airports coming in and out of the country but sometimes we forget that we've got vigilantes and people who are extremely mentally sick Mm-hmm. who are capable of this kind of what I call, uh, you know, home terrorism. And unfortunately, hopefully this will be the last time we see something like that. But, you know, it, I guess because country music of the situation it was surrounding, uh, you know, I remember when it happened, we had just hadn't been back from England when that happened in Manchester in an international thing, you know, with uh, Ariana Grande. So for it to hit the country, people that are here it's 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 almost like just getting it touched everybody from people that had been there that day i remember talking to some of the band members from luke combs because he had just gotten off stage and there were so many people that were not in the audience because it was they knew they waited because they knew jason aldean had you know thousands of fans there to see him so i hated it was premeditated but i'm so glad that jason is trying to continue the healing he's always has by keeping in contact with these people and and letting them know how he felt and let them know that if he does get to come back that they will be 
first in line to let him know because you know they wanted him to come back and they're this you know they have the same feelings he does they didn't mm-hmm. want the last concert for him to be in las vegas to be that one so mm-hmm. it's mutual feelings on both sides well we are happy that jason aldean will be back in vegas for this couple of events this weekend the 6th 7th and 8th at mgm park theater as he'll be performing songs from his new album his ninth album it's called nine and it's going to be awesome to hear Jason Aldean music and be back in Vegas again, helping heal many, many, many people involved in that awful 2017 tragedy back in March. I think it was. I ran into stormy no, war. October. Was October. it October of 2017? Okay. Well, uh-huh. I, I, back earlier this year in March, I ran into Stormy Warren of Sirius XM, and he was on stage. He helped put on this festival, the Route 91 Festival. And I never brought up the subject to Stormy because I know it was it was tough for him. He was on stage also when the shooting began. And so many of us have those connections to people who were part of that awful tragedy from 2017. But luckily, part of the healing process, Jason Aldean will be back there this weekend. Let's give you a quick look at the country songs as things are kind of slowing down on the charts right now, Precious, as the year comes to an end. Do they even still monitor airplay right now? They do until uh, the week before Christmas and the week after the charts freeze. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we yeah. we we uh, we don't really want to share that information because not much has changed, to be honest with you. However, <laughs> we we do have thanks to Billboard, the staff there have picked their twenty five best country albums of the twenty tens. Remember, we're about what thirty days away from ending this decade, and we'll be uh-huh. into the twenties. Wow. Believe it or not, the twenty twenties will be here in just a few days. So we're going to honor this last decade of country music, and according to the staff at Billboard, which I don't even know who that is these days. Can you give me a name or two we might be familiar with? Yes, I have a couple of names, but I want to call them out just in case they're, just in case somebody's on the list. I mean, they're like, I don't like what they said on the list. Yeah, well, we know Jimmy Billboard. Jimmy Buffett used to work at the Nashville office of Billboard. I don't think he helped cast the votes on this one, but the best country albums. This is not singles. Albums of the last decade, according to Billboard. At number 10, Marin Morris's Girl, Lady Annabellum's Need You Know. At 8, Little Big Town's Painkiller, Luke Combs, and This One's For You from 2017 is at number 7. Sam Hunt is Montevallo is at number 6. Miranda Lambert's For the Record, which came out way back in 2011, is at 5. Eric Church's 2011 album Chief is at number 4. Casey Musgrove's Golden Hour from two years ago, it's there at number 3. Taylor Swift, Speak Now, from 2010, back when Taylor Swift was just a a really talented country music singer before she turned into a pop diva. She was at number two on this decade. She's a nice diva. I've met her a couple of times. She's very nice. I don't know about her these days. After she got into the political spectrum, starting to weigh in on things like that, I'm not so much of a Taylor fan. I know, but you know what? I look at it like uh, if if I had a child and – who had met her years ago i just know that for a little girls need to have people to look up to and at the time there wasn't a lot of people for little girls to look up to and nothing against miley but once miley left hannah montana she went you know a rocket ship to the other side of the earth and star as someone you'd want your daughter to watch on tv and things like that but i will to somebody you would not want your daughter to be like is that what you're saying Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I knew Molly when she was five or six. I met her years ago when her mom and dad did the National Now and was doing a special show with 
Billy Gavin, who was working a, a show with George Jones many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember me- meeting her, and, and she was with him. She was like five years old, I think, not even five. But I remember thinking, oh, my God, this child is so beautiful. She is going to be a star one day, which I was right. And but like I said, I think because she was so pin- literally in that, that pinhole of Hannah Montana that to get away from it, and several people have told me that in her inner circle, that she had to go complete extreme to shake that image. And let me tell you, she shook it good. No pun intended. Okay? Yeah, I, I guess nudity <laughs> and lesbian relationships will do that for you. Exactly. But on the other hand, Taylor Swift, and I know they said, you know, I have a kid the other day that she said, my girlfriend Taylor Swift me in a song. Well, I said, I know, but you know what? She wasn't a Taylor Swift yet until you broke up. So, you know, leave Taylor Swift out of this. Precious, but, uh, we still haven't announced the number one album of the decade, according to Billboard. Do you have that lucky in- winner in the envelope there? I do. I wish it was Taylor, but it's not. It is Chris Stapleton Traveler, 2015. Now, was that the album that had Tennessee whiskey on it? Yes. Okay. I don't know why he got such praise for that. That's a remake of a George Jones classic. And we don't often just go head over heels over people who do remakes of albums or, or singles. But you have to realize George Jones did it smooth as honey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. C- Chris added the grit to it. It was good. It was definitely good. But again, usually the the head over heels praise comes with original content, not remakes. And I know, but we get, I always say to my clients, if you're going to remake a song, you better do it better than the original version well i guess i'm just not a chris stapleton fan and you know why why because he's from kentucky <laughs> oh well there you go that's probably why i, I, I love him so much i'm then. kidding now and morgan <laughs> he, he, he's definitely different and that's what all that matters in music you got to be different and stapleton is certainly that and he's got another album that's doing quite well now and sells out and i didn't hear him complaining about winning well entertainer of the year wasn't he up for that as well for the cma awards i didn't hear him complain I know. Yeah, I've got to be quiet on that. I've been hearing stuff and seeing some stuff, and I need to be politically correct. Since oh, we don't want you. We don't pay you big money to come on here and be politically correct. We need you to shake things up, precious. I can't. I just think that everybody should play nice in the sandbox. Oh, come on now. We need a little controversy from time to time. Hey, we've got a controversial question. Not really here as we wrap up this segment and go to a break and come back in the next segment and answer it. Let's have a little precious Q&A as this is our trivia question as this person was born December 3rd, 1925 and initially recorded under the name Terry Preston because Smiley Burnett told him that his real name would never work on a marquee. However, when this person reverted to his real name, he became a star with hits that include Wings of a Dove, and that was number one on the country single chart on this day back in 1960. Who is Terry Preston? And he changed his name to something else. Who is the singer of Wings of a Dove and more? We'll have the answer to that, plus some million-dollar quartet info to pass along, including one of the members of that we're going to hear one of their great songs the last top five song they had we'll play that when we come back from the break here on the y'all show our nashville music line report with precious harris asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (coughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park 
or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. He's out there somewhere every night Where the music's playing loud Doing all the 50 steps In a 1980 crowd The dim lights hide his mileage lines The clarol hides the gray And he won't mention anything That gives his age He turned 84 years young this year, Jerry Lee Lewis, and that was his last top five song in country music, and that's going to take you back to 1981 for that one right there, and a great song here on the Y'all Show, 39 and Holden. Of course, he had a bunch of country music songs that were hits back in the 70s, even into the, I guess, later part of the 1960s. He had songs like What Made Milwaukee Famous Has Made a Loser Out of Me. But Jerry Lee Lewis, of course, more known for what he did in the 50s with songs like Whole Lot of Shaking Going On and Great Balls of Fire. And Jerry Lee Lewis, on this day in 1956, was part of the Million Dollar Quartet photo. And Precious, I know you've been to Sun Studios there in Memphis that Sam Phillips had, that great little office. I guess it's on Poplar, Poplar Avenue, I think it is. And Carl Perkins happened to be in there recording Matchbox with Jerry Lee. And Jerry Lee was on piano. Johnny Cash happened to be there at Sun Studios that day. And a guy named Elvis Presley just happened to drop in. And whenever Sam Phillips saw those foursome in his record studio, he called a news photographer to capture the moment for publicity. And in that photo, Precious Elvis is doing something a little bit different. What's he doing in that picture? It's, this picture is actually hanging up, and I, I bought it at Sun Studio in the tourist shop, in the tourist uh, okay. gift shop. Okay. And it is Elvis is playing the piano. Did he play the piano a lot? No, but he did play. He, he did play? play the piano. Okay. Yes. Well, I think Jerry Lee probably played it a little bit more than Elvis, but a great, <laughs> yeah. a great photo taken again on this day, the Million Dollar Quartet photo with Elvis, Carl Perkins from Jackson, Tennessee, and you had Jerry Lee Lewis from right around Natchez, Mississippi, now lives in Nesbitt, Mississippi, just a few miles south of Memphis. By the way, Jerry Lee had a stroke earlier this year. Hopefully he's recovered from that, and still we hope 
going to have some touring dates in the near future if everything works out and john r cash in that photo alongside the king of rock and roll that photo taken on this day 1956 and i think i'm wrong on that the sun studios is not off of poplar i think it's off of union avenue i think in memphis that's Tennessee. it i think you're right well unfortunately you know how i got to sun studios hitchhiked i don't know no, I was on a tour bus with the Bellamy Brothers. Oh, let your love flow. <laughs> All right. Yes. So they parked the bus, flipping two blocks away, and we all had to walk. And so I don't remember looking at the streets, and I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, it's friggin' hot out here. Get me in some air conditioning. Because we were at a show in Memphis in the summer, and it was like 100 degrees. Hey, can I ask you, or we got to answer that trivia question, question, talking about the old days of music. As we asked before the break, this artist born, by the way, we're talking with Precious Harris. It's our Nashville music line here on today's y'all show, wrapping up our final segment of today's show. This artist was born on December 3rd, 1925, and initially recorded under the name Terry Preston because a person named Smiley Burnett told him that his real name would never work on a marquee. However, when he went back to his real name, he became a superstar with hits that included Wings of a Dove, and that song was number one on the country singles chart on this day in 1960. Precious, what is the answer to that trivia question? It's Mr. Furlan Husky, and I just actually did a liner note for his recent album, that had been remastered and redone on Country Rewind Records. So if you check out Mr. Furlan Husky, if you can see it, Cracker Barrel, the liner notes are by yours truly, Miss Precious here. All right. Well, Precious Furlan Husky sadly passed away eight yes. years ago in 2011. He was from Missouri and had those great hits in the 1960s. In addition to Wings of a Dove, he had a number one song, A Dear John Letter, and also had The Waltz You Save For Me among his hits. But a great country music star, Ferlin Husky, and today a big day for his fans as they honor the fact that that song was out there, Wings of a Dove, number one. And he was born yesterday on december the third yeah and by the way he was also an actor i didn't realize this he appeared in 18 movies and even played himself in the 1957 movie mr rock and roll have you seen that i have not but when i interviewed his family for his record i found that out i was like really i couldn't believe it some of his early publicity shots he was a very good looking man in his late 20s early 30s yeah Furlan, that's a good name. I'm going to have to name my next born if I have one, Furlan or Husky. Actually, actually, they're both really beautiful names, actually. Furlan Eugene Husky was what he was born there in the Show Me State. As again, we said on Wednesday, or rather Tuesday, he would have had his birthday, born in 1925. Also celebrating birthdays this week on Tuesday, Restless Heart member Paul Gregg. Does he, I think he's a bass player for Restless yes. Heart. Yeah, and he drives. A, he did drive. Used to drive a beautiful 1987 black Corvette. Ooh, well, happy late birthday to you, Paul Gregg. Gary Allen. Oh, what a great singer! Used to be on MCA Records, 1967. Yes. The year he was born on December 5th of 67. And then some birthdays this weekend. You got former UAB Blazer quarterback Sam Hunt will be celebrating his 35th birthday. And, in my opinion, one of the greatest singers to ever sing country music, not Sam Hunt, but Marty Rabin. Marty Marty Rabin of Shenandoah. He's going to be turning, what, he's going to be 60 years old this weekend. Happy birthday, Marty. 
Yes, and also Marty. I'll tell you what kind of person Marty is before we go. You know, people come up in limos and Jeeps and all kinds of different cars with their, their entourage during the radio week during, you know, CMA week and things like that. And one of my clients, or I call them my music kids, mm-hmm. was worked for the parking company. And she come up, she'd been running. I mean, it was like 90 degrees at 6 a.m. And she'd been running. He gets out of the car and he says, Courtney. She goes, hey, Mr. Rayburn. He said, no, call me Marty. She said, good to see you. He said, give me a hug. She said, I'm all sweaty. He said, I don't care. He said, I'm just glad to see you. You be careful now. And I thought, what a sweet thing to say. And I want to say happy anniversary on December the 8th to my sister. She and I got our kidney transplant 32 years ago this this coming December the 8th, mm-hmm. this weekend. So happy anniversary or kidney anniversary to my sister, Tisha Hatfield, in Kentucky. And we're glad you announced that. Does there is there a connection between your sister and Shenandoah? Yes. Uh, Marty Rayburn was born on December the 8th. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. Well, I'll tell you what. Your sister can join Marty on Thursday night as they will have in Florence, Alabama, Shenandoah Unplugged at the Shoals Theater. This is a benefit going on, and and Shenandoah has announced this unplugged show right there in their home area as they call it the Quad Cities of Florence, Muscle Shoals, Sheffield, and Tuscumbia, Alabama. I think I got all four of them there. That's how Marty describes his home area. Great area there in northwest Alabama. Yeah, Hall of Fame is there, too, the Alabama Hall of Fame, Music Hall of Fame. And Fame Studios and more, all that found there in the Shoals. Let's talk a little Christmas news before we get out of here with you, Precious, as the Nashville Unlimited Concert will be held December 9th and 10th at Christ Church Cathedral. And some big names are part of this. Emmy Lou Harris, don't often hear of her being in the Nashville area. She's part of this, along with Writers in the Sky, Charlie McCoy, Don Schlitz, and more. What can you tell us about this event going on in just a few days? Well, I do know that they've been trying to put this together for a while. But I, uh, that's like one of the most proper things. But they actually ask a lot of people who are songwriters. So it's more going to be like a full acoustic type thing for Christmas than the normal uh, than the normal shows that you see. Like um, in the Franklin Theater, you got a full I think it's 14 piece band with a former uh, lead singer of Little Texas. And so uh, but this is a little bit more scaled down compared to some of the like Trace Atkins' Christmas show and some of the other ones. All right. Well, that's great news there. And we just had Thanksgiving last week. And so kind of in the spirit of the holidays, let's close up our Nashville news with you talking to little King George Strait as he's raised more than a million and a half dollars for hurricane relief efforts during his Abaco Relief Benefit concert that was held November 25th at Austin's Austin City Limit Live. The funds raised will support the Bahamians on the Abaco Islands recovering from August Hurricane Dorian, that was a Category 5 storm that went through the Bahamas. You can help out by buying an oceanfront property, or rather, oceanfront recovery t-shirt for $20 at georgestrait.com. Proceeds go to the Abaco Relief Fund. Yes, well, you know, George, that's one of the islands his family used to like to vacation on. Ah. So I'm not surprised that he would do that. Well, let me give a shout out. It's 30 years past due. But in 1989, there was an awful hurricane that went through the coast of South Carolina. And my my second mother, who you actually met, Miss Lupo, on the Isle of Palms, 
Yes. She had her house destroyed by Hurricane Hugo in 1989. And the only thing that she had tangible that somebody gave her, she had a George Strait T-shirt that was given away to all of the hurricane victims. I guess they had extra T-shirts and they gave them. And she had a nice George Strait T-shirt that she got for surviving Hurricane Hugo in 1989. So this helping out the hurricane victims has been a long time thing that George Strait's done. Thank you, King George. Of course, that's why he's not the reason why he's called the king, but yes. Yeah, so how about that? All right, Precious, that will wrap up this edition of Nashville Music Line with you. We look forward to having you back on here next week in our final visit with you before Christmas. Oh, really? Well, that's a bummer. I was hoping to do at least a couple. Maybe I could do a longer one so I can say hi to everybody. We'll just turn the reins of the show over to you, and you can just let us know when you're done with it. Yeah, next week. Next week's going to be our final week of shows before we take a little breather and join us uh, back in 2020 for a whole new year of y'all. We, we have to take a little break from time to time, Precious. I know, I know. I just like... It's like sometimes when I take a break, it feels like I'm treading water, but I'm not. I just realize that sometimes I really do need a break. Yes, you do. We'll see you guys next week. And something called Christmas and New Year's forces us all to take a little (laughs) bit of a break every year. Thank you, Precious. Have a great week. Amen. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show. We'll be right back here Thursday with an all-new show. Our friend Ron Fowler is going to join us back from Tuscaloosa as he's the afternoon host there at Tide 100.9. His Alabama Crimson Tide is not going to the SEC Championship, so we got to ask him what he thinks of this weekend's LSU-Georgia game and all of the other SEC happenings. All that with Ron Fowler in our SEC Spotlight on Thursday show. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50.